Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Amen, amen. Monday morning, Motivational Monday is here. Praise the Lord. What a wet weekend did we have. But you know, God was so good, man. The house was packed yesterday. You know, salvations were taking place. You know, first time uh, visitors coming in. Wow, it was a blessed, blessed Sunday. Today we are in the book of John 15. John 15, the true vine. Uh, Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your goodness and mercy, your favor. We thank you for this day that you have made, Father God, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for all those that are listening and watching, Father. I pray your blessings upon them, Father. I pray that you will just meet their needs according to your riches in glory. Thank you for this privilege that we have, that we can come together like this first thing in the morning to give you the praise, to give you the glory, to give you the honor because you deserve it all. Thank you, Father, for this time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. amen. All right. There's my lovely Sandra with the word this morning. Okay, we are in, um, I'm in the NIV version uh, of John chapter 15, starting with verse one. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do not, or excuse me, if you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. 
Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will persecute you also. If they obey my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now, however, they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father as well. If I had done excuse me, if I had not done among them what no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen these miracles and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth, who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sandra. All right. Stretch if you need to. Boy, this is a, a very powerful little, uh, little chapter. Only 27 verses, but so much information, so much teaching is packed into this, this few verses. You know, it starts off with, I am the true vine and my father is the, the vine dresser. In other words, Jesus is the only source. He's the true source for what we need. And in the book of John chapter 6, 35, it says that Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Again, the true vine, the true source, you know, is Jesus Christ. You know, he says, I am the true vine tells us that there are other vines out there. There are other sources out there, but he's pointing to himself. He says that, you know, trust me, I am the true and only way. And he goes into the same verse that my father is the vine dresser. He's the one that's going to take care of the vine. He's the one that's going to take care of you. And, you know, verse two is every branch in me that does not, that bears fruit, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. In other words, God takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he will prune. He will prune. A branch, you know, that does not bear fruit, you know, it's normally cut away. You know, sometimes the Lord, you know, in our lives, and I know he has done it for me, removes individuals from me that are not there, are not good for me. You know, he can remove things that sometimes... We don't want him to remove, but the Lord would do that. He pruned those that give fruit. In other words, you know, he points to areas in our lives that we need to take a good look at. Maybe something that, that we do, something that, some way that we think, 
or, you know, and something that, that we shouldn't be doing. He points those areas out so that we can produce even better fruit and more fruit, you know, and in my house, you know, we have several plants, you know, in the in different rooms and every once in a while I'm there and I, and I see uh, a vine coming from one of the plants, you know, and, and I see that it's kind of bare. It's kind of bare. So I normally will go around and, um, and, and cut those vines off. You know, and, li and little that, that uh, as it happens, that you give that plant a little bit more time and you continue to water it, that thing just blossoms and it just fills in, you know, because I removed those certain, those certain vines that were not producing, but they will be taking the water, but they were not producing anything. So, you know, and that's the same way that the Lord here is sharing that, you know, that we supposed to produce, you know, he created us to produce. He created us to do something. And, and in scripture, there are many examples of those that produce and those that didn't, you know, and I was looking at the scripture and I was looking at Judas, you know, you know, Judas betrayed the Lord, you know, Judas betrayed the Lord for 30 pieces of gold, you know, but he was, but he, he, he was tempted, you know, and he fell into temptation. He was listening to another source. He was listening to another voice that was speaking to him, you know, and that drew him. But what did that lead him to? You know, it says in Matthew 27, 5, it says that, you know, when, when Judas came to a point in his life, he, he, he saw what has happened, what he did. He was upset, but instead of turning to the Lord, you know, he kept to himself. And he says that he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. He killed himself. He gave up. You know, and, and that's a negative way of going, you know, because at any given time, Judas could have could have repented, but he didn't. Now, on the other hand, we see our brother Peter, our brother Peter betrayed the Lord. You know, he he denied him three times in uh, John 18, 17, 18, 25 and 18, 26 and 27. Peter denied Jesus three times, you know, so he fell in that point. You know, he fell in that point. But, you know, what happened with, with between Peter and, and Judas, there were two different stories. In Matthew 26, 75, he says that Peter remembered the word of Jesus, you know, the word of Jesus, who has said to him, before the rooster crawls, you would deny me three times. You know, and then he says, beautiful, he says that, so he went out and wept bitterly in other words he repented you know he fell you know he he he, he was in the vine you know and he felt he messed up but what happened he regretted what he did he turned to the lord you know and he wept before the lord but the beautiful thing is that it doesn't end there it doesn't end there because back you know when you look at book of john uh 21 15 uh through you know through 17 you know Three times, you know, he was there with Jesus. Three times Jesus says, uh, Peter, do you love me? Three times, because Peter denied him three times, you know. So, so he, Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And Jesus, and Peter was getting upset, but he said, you know that I love you. He said, then feed my sheep. How the, the complete restoration comes. My brothers and sisters, in this life, we will have hard times. We will have situations that rise up. But, you know, when those situations rise up, 
they should draw us near to the master. They should draw us near to the father, you know, and we can turn to him, you know, and when we turn to him, you know, he, 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 gives us his love he gives us his compassion he gives us his mercy it says in verse three he says you are already clean because the word which i have spoken to you the word of god makes us clean the word of god can restore us you know in john 13 10 it says jesus said to him he who is bathed needs only to watch his feet but is completely clean and you are clean you know, and, and not all of you here. He was talking again about one of the disciples was not clean. And that was and that was Judas. Jesus already knew who was going to betray him. But yet he was allowed to stay in the vine. Why? Because the Lord always gives us an opportunity, makes a way that we can turn to him. You know, and if we are in Christ, if we are in Christ Jesus, we are clean. Why? Because we received them because his word makes us clean. Verse four, it says, abide in me and I in you. You know, a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it abides in the vine. So we have to ab abide in the vine with the Lord. In 1 John 2, 6, it says, he who says he abides in him ought to also walk as he has walked. And we're supposed to walk like Jesus walked. So now he's not only just abiding in there, is doing what God has called us to do, is moving according to what the word is being spoken to us. That we, you know, we're supposed to gain fruit. We're supposed to be able to produce fruit. Verse five, it says, I am divine and you are his branches. He who abides in me and I in him, bears much fruit. It doesn't say little fruit. It says much fruit. In other words, you have a lot that you can give. You have a lot that you can produce, you know, with the fruit, you know, for without me, you can do nothing. You know, so he's already emphasizing without the Lord, we cannot do nothing. If we don't stay in the vine, if we don't stay connected, if we don't stay, you know, seeking his face, you know, you know, we cannot do nothing. But when we remain in him, when we remain in his word, when we draw near to the Lord, you know, he is our source and he will fill us. He will sustain us. In Philippians 1.11, he says, being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory of the Father. So in other words, you know, we have fruits that, that we're going to be producing but we can only produce produce these fruit, you know, you know, it's through Jesus. It's to drawing close to him. It's to understanding who he is. And, you know, and this brings glory to the father. The father rejoices when we as his children step forward, when we as his children move forward and we produce. And not only produce, but we give it away because there are others that need to hear your testimony. There are others that need to hear what God has done to, for you. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. So no matter how you find yourself this morning in the vine, if you find yourself going through a difficult time, give God the praise and the glory because he is there with you because you are still part of, of the vine. You know, you are there. You are there. And when he prunes us, you know, it's just that he's just pointing out things that, you know, we can fix, things that can make us better, you know. You know, Pastor Brendan always, always says, you know, I ain't there yet. 
I am perfect. Well, neither none of us are. But you know, but as long as we stay in the vine, as long as we stay in the word, as long as we abide in him, you know, we can succeed. In verse six, he says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and, and is withered. And they are gathered and thrown into the fire and are burned. In other words, you know, the fire here is like a symbol of judgment. It then, and that's also found in Matthews 3, uh, 12, Matthews 5, 22, 18, 8, and in Matthews 25, 41. You know, if, you know, verse 7 goes into, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. The only way the word, word is going to abide in us if, if we get into the word, if we study the word, if we read the word, you know, the word of God says, as we, it, we draw near to God, he would draw near to us. So therefore, you know, we have to abide in the word. But it goes into this verse seven. It's, it's a, such a beautiful one because it says, it says, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So in other words, as we abide in the Lord Jesus and we abide in his word and we keep his word, you know, we can ask what we desire and it shall be done unto us. So, you know, you can't ask if you're not doing. You got to be doing. You got to be drawing closer to God. You got to be seeking him. You got to be seeking him because, you know, in verse eight, he says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. You know, so bearing fruit is something that we need to be doing. Bearing fruit is something that we need to be producing. You know, people should be looking upon us and seeing something different about us, seeing something that is that attracts them, you know, to us. Because why? Because we are abiding in the Lord. And if we abide in him, you know, the fruits of the spirit are ours, you know, and, and people will see that. And people will notice that, you know, it says in verse nine, as the father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. You know, sometimes we talk to people and they're saying, you know, I don't know how Jesus doesn't love me. I don't feel Jesus loved me. Where is that at? We're right here in verse nine. It says, as the father loved me, I also love you. The Lord loves every single one of us. Every single one of us that, are, that is listening and watching this this morning, you know, the Lord is saying here, I love you as the Father has loved me. Wow, that's deep love. That's deep love that the Father had for the Son and the Son had for the Father. And he said that same type of love, you know, I love you. That is, that is that, that just kind of blew my mind when I was reading that. And I said, that love, that pure love, that, that, that love that only the Father can give, he says, that's the same kind of love that I love you. That's alone for us to be shouting this morning. That's alone for us to be just giving him the praise and say, thank you, Lord, that you love me so much, that you love me with that kind of love. He says here in verse 10, he says, if you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and abide in his love. Again, reassuring that love that he has for us, that love that he has for the father, because, you know, Jesus went about doing the will of the father, you know, and, th and that meant everything to him, you know, and then he's comparing that love for our love. That just, whew, 
you know, that, 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 that's, that's such a deep love. You know, the more time that we spend in the word of God, the more we get to know the God that we serve, the more that we get to know him. And the more that we get to know him, the more that we get to know his love and his compassion for us. You know, the Lord, you know, he wants you to have joy because this chapter, you know, is teaching us, you know, to abide in God, abide in his love. And now it goes into abide in his, in his joy, in his joy. You know, it says there in verse 11, it says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full, that your joy may be full. You know, this morning, we're supposed to be rejoicing and praising God. Why? Because he has given us a fresh new day. He has given us a fresh new week. He got us out of bed. He woke us up this morning. We are able to sit here and, and just read his word and, and have this fellowship time together, you know, and drawing closer to him. Why? Because, you know, he has given us his love and his joy, you know, he's, and he's talking about his joy may be full. You know, he wants us to have joy. He wants us. And Isaiah 25, 9, he's, it says, we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. We will be glad and rejoice. Woo! You know, we got into love and now we're getting into joy. And now we're getting into rejoicing. And Isaiah 35, 10, it says, they shall obtain, obtain joy and gladness. Joy and gladness. You know, his love causes us to have joy. His compassion causes us to have joy. You know, and as we rejoice in him, you know, ooh, beautiful things happen. Look, it says in Isaiah 61, 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. Ooh, praise the Lord for that salvation. Praise the Lord. You know, and, and we got to, you know, we got to meditate upon this word because this word is, is intended to lift you up. The word of God is intended to give you hope, you know, to give you guidance, to let you know that, you know, my love is there. He's saying, I am there. You know, I love you. Jesus has been saying it all along in this particular chapter that my love, you know, that as I have for the father, I have for you. And now he's saying that my joy, you know, that the joy of the Lord, you know, the joy of the Lord, you know, in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, so I can rejoice in the Lord this morning because of what he has done. I can rejoice in his love. And it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Verse 12, he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you love one another as I have loved you. You know, and that's so deep right there. But then in the Mark, in Mark 12, 30 and 31, he says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. So he's telling us, you know, this is my command that you love one another, that you love one another, that you love one another. Christy, I love you. Nicole, I love you. Oh, June, I love you. 
Oh, Bob, Google, I love you. You know, why? Because, you know, we need to know that, that there's somebody out there that loves me. There's somebody out there that cares for me. And Jesus is telling us here that to love one another. Because when we love one another, everything else has to go. Everything else has to go. When we love one another, no matter what's going on, no matter what is said, no matter what, what misunderstanding is taking place, love covers a multitude of sin. Love, you know, love one another. And Jesus is telling us in this particular chapter, love one another. Love your neighbor. You know, people will see us. And, and, and if we're loving each other, you know, we're not giving no room to the enemy to bring division. You know, we're not allowing it. Why? Because the love of God, the love of Christ, the love of the Holy Spirit, you know, that is there, you know, to hold us, to keep us, you know, to sustain us is the, is the number one thing. Love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Again, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting, that, that gift of everlasting life comes through love, for the love of God, the love that he has for you, and the love that we're supposed to have for one another. That's why I can easily say, hey, I love you guys. Come on now. I, love, I, know, I know we may not be blood, but when we get together, woo, we're just like good old times, like we have never, never left each other. And God is telling us this morning, I love you. I love you. Now he goes into verse 13, and my time is running out. Yes, it is. Verse 13 says, greater love has no one than this, than he that lays down his life for a friend. Oh, that, that particular verse sustained me every single time I was deployed overseas. Every single time that I went away to do my, my duty in the military, you know, and I, and I would think about this and I would see pictures of this. And then when I see uh, my brothers and sisters that didn't make it back, you know, that you see them in, 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 the, in the coffins, you know, and being loaded up into the aircraft, that right there, you know, that just, that just puts like a, a knot in our heart because that's, that's our brothers and sisters but they gave it their lives, you know, for a cause. They gave their lives. And it says here, greater love has no one than this, than he that lays down his life. And look what Jesus did for us. Look what Jesus did for us. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. And here, and here is Jesus speaking these words, knowing what's going to happen. This is the incredible thing about our Lord Jesus, that he's, he, he's in here, he's just giving us word, giving us hope, giving us compassion, giving us mercy. You know, he's instructing us, you know, do this, do this, do this. And then the love of the Father, you know what I mean? And I love you and keep my word. And he's encouraging us. And, and then he writes this, this particular verse, you know, greater love has no one than he that lays down his life for a friend. And he's about to, to die. He's about in a new future to give his life for us. Wow, that's love. That's the love of God. That's his love, you know. And it says there in verse 14, it says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command, you know. So he tells us to love one another. He's telling us to love one another. Can I say it again one more time? Yes, I can love one another as he loved us as he loved us you know 
And then it goes into my last verse, which I'm touching this morning. He says, verse 16, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Woo, man. He chose us. Every single one of you. He chose Jesus. He chose Jenny. You know, he chose Brian. He chose Jennifer. He shows whoever is iPhone <laughs> here on, on Zoom. He chose us, you know, and we had, and appointed and appointed us that you should go and bear fruit. That you should go and bear fruit. He chose us, and now he's telling us to bear fruit. To bear fruit, that your fruit should remain. That means last, you know. And that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Well, you know, I just want to thank the Lord because, you know, he woke me up this morning. He got me out of bed and I am here. And, and, and I thank the Lord, you know, that he gave us the scriptures to help us to live our lives. But he gave us the scriptures to remind us of who he is and the love that he has for every single one of us. And then now he's instructing us to love one another, to bear fruit, you know, and that your fruit will last, that your fruit will last. Our fruits only last because of the Lord, because of what he is, has done for us, what he has said in his word, you know, and our fruits, you know, will meet people's needs and our fruits will draw people to us. Because they will see, because sometimes people may look at us and they're going to see something different and they're going to want what we have, or they're going to see the love that we have for each other. And they're going to say, I never experienced that love before. Can you talk to me about that love? You know, I had the privilege this Sunday to pray for a, a young man that came forward for, for prayer and he was just dedicating his life to the Lord. And, and, uh, and his, he was just telling me, I need this. I need this i need what you have i need this you know and that's him being drawn in and that's him seeing the fruit of, of of the people the fruit of the lord in our lives and he says i want what you got i need what you got i desire what you got and that, uh, that is the fruit of the spirit, the fruit that the Lord has given us, the blessing that the Lord has given us and his presence shines through us, you know, and it, and it draws people in, you know, and this individual gave his life to the Lord, you know, and I was just praising God for that, you know, so God, God is on a move, my brothers and my sisters. And this particular, you know, short 27 version is so much more. I could spend another hour going through some of these other verses because it gets so deep sometimes, but I only have, you know, so much time. But just love one another as Christ loved us. Abide in him. Abide in him. Stay connected. Stay in the word, you know, stay connected, you know. And I look forward, you know, coming in the near future. I know, I know, I know that pretty soon we'll be, We'll be having the Freedom Conference. Pretty soon we'll be getting together as a bigger group, you know, and, and, and um, we're going to be rejoicing with each other. But until that time, you know, my brothers, just stay focused, stay connected, you know, you know, abide in his love, abide in his love, 
because God wants to do greater things. And he's on the move, you know, he's on the move. And he's, he's going to, you know, the revival that is taking place. And, I'm, and I know my time is up, right? The revival that is taking place, you know, that's an individual thing. We can all have our own revival with the Lord. We can be revived. That's what it's, revival is, being revived, you know. It's like getting a second win, you know. It's like getting a second blessing. And just like every day. You have, you know, you come and you have to have food in the morning. You know, you have your water throughout the day, you know, to keep you the energy we need. We need the energy. We need the word, the word. We need the fruit of the Lord in our lives to sustain us, to carry us on. So my brothers and sisters, keep your focus. I'm praying for you. Still trying to get out there to EHT. I know. People have been talking to my pastor, you know what I mean, and said, hey, when are you going to cut him loose? <laughs> uh, all, all I can say is I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, so I'll get there soon. You know, I love you guys. As always, keep your focus, keep your focus, keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Don't give too much attention with a lot of nonsense that is taking place out there. Just continue to trust in God, you know. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's not by what we're seeing that matters. It's by what the word of the Lord speaks to us. It's by what he already has told you as an individual, what he has told us in his word, you know. And his word says, you know, that we win. His word says that victory is already ours in Christ Jesus. His word says we can do all things to Christ who strengthens us. He says, you know, we are the head and not the tail. Come on now. He tells us. He tells us all that in his word. Why? Because he loves us. And he wants us to succeed. So with that, my brothers, I conclude this particular Zoom this morning because my time is up and I'm late. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you from all my brothers and sisters. I pray for you, your protection your guidance. Father, whoever is dealing with issues, Father God, either health issues, financial issues, Father God, uh, marriage issues, Father, there is nothing impossible for you. You are a restorer. You are a healer, Father God, and you are God of turnaround. You know how to turn things around better than us. So we pray, oh Lord God, that you would just bless them, keep them, guide them, deliver them, I pray for that restoration. I pray for salvation in their homes, their family, their children, Father. So many areas, Father God, that I cannot cover them all, Father, but you know them all. You know them all because you have heard them all, Father. So again, I thank you for this time. Thank you for this privilege that we have, Father God, to come together like this. Bless them all, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, my people. I love you. Te quiero. Y los vemos pronto. We'll see each other soon. Have a blessed week.